Welcome to Quit Bleeping Around, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve more in life. Here's your host, Christina Eanes. Hey, Super Achievers. For today's episode, I'm interviewing Reverend Cherie Taylor-Jones. Cherie is a consultant, speaker, and author. Her passion is to assist people in questioning their personal beliefs, assessing and analyzing if those beliefs are valuable or need to be changed, giving them permission to release beliefs which no longer serve them, and facilitate them in creating new empowering ones. Welcome, Cherie. Thank you for joining us today. I'm so excited to be here. This is going to be fun. I know. Well, you had me on your podcast, and of course, I had to to get your wealth of knowledge on mine. So, But before we jump into that, can you share a little bit about your background with our listeners? Sure. I don't know if it'll be a wealth, but it'll be my knowledge, so we'll <laughs> go with that. Um, my name is Reverend Cherie Taylor-Jones, and I am what's called a new thought minister. And what that means is I'm a minister that does not literally interpret the Bible and really looks at the evolution of consciousness in sacred texts, looks at the evolution of consciousness in the individual, and looks at the evolution of consciousness in the world. So everything I do is really geared towards that. And for me, it's a really juicy time to be alive right now, Um, dealing with the pandemic, dealing with, you know, really changing what we think normality should look like into living life on life's terms. And that's all about being able to adapt and being able to reframe our knowing. Mm, I love that. Living life on life's terms. Boy, we sure have learned how to be adaptable, haven't we? We have. (laughs) And if we don't, we get crazy, do we not? Exactly. (laughs) Otherwise, we're just pushing up against a wall that's not moving, as opposed to, you know, figuring out how to be in the flow with what is, because what is is not going to change. Exactly. I think about being a a tree, right? Where we have we 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 have some roots, but we're able to adjust and bend based on what the weather throws at us. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Well, awesome. So now your book and also the title of this episode, Turn Your Why into Why Not. First of all, what is that about? And then how do we do it? Yes. You know, when I was a kid, my favorite word was why. Why? Why does this happen? Why? Why is the sky blue? Why? How come the ocean works? I used to drive my mom crazy, basically, with my why. And she called me her why child. And, And that's okay. But what happens is, you know, I grew up with really questioning why for everything. You know, why? Why are they? Why are people this way? Why? Um, And for me, that created a real resistance to what is in my life. And what that created then in me is a way of how do I look at what I believe about the world, my own perceptions about the world, and shift that into something that I can thrive and then help other people thrive as well. Mm. That's kind of the impetus for where the book came from. And in New Thought, we do a lot of reframing um, 
sometimes we can get into being too positive, and I'm using quote fingers that you can't see, <laughs> but <laughs> we tend to be more on the positive tips, and we, we look at how could this situation, this relationship, this thing that I'm labeling, whether it's negative or what, how can this be for me? And that's a really interesting way of reframing and looking at things. But what I've discovered after being in New Thought for way too long, I guess like 30 something years, is that that's a surface shift, mm -hmm. but it really doesn't go down into the core and essence of who we are. And that's where the work is. It's looking at what do we really believe? Where do we get these beliefs from? And then discerning whether to keep them or release them and create new ones. And that's the piece that a lot of people kind of get mind blown on, that we can actually, as adults, question the beliefs that we've learned growing up. Yeah. And that we then can be empowered to really reprogram ourselves because that's what's happening, right? As children, we've been programmed by our family, by our schools, by our churches, by our friends. And then we get a little older and we get um, programmed by college and our bosses and work environments. And all of that is to really fit within the societal structure. And we really, as adults, seldom question whether the frameworks that we've learned, the beliefs that we've learned, that this is the perception of the world and this is the right way. We seldom hold back and become objective and do some self-awareness work on, are these really my beliefs? Or is this a belief that, you know, my grandmother really held? And it's not appropriate in my life. And so if I may, I'll give you an example. Oh, so yes, please. Just not theory. <laughs> so my grandmother, right, she came through the Depression and then there was World War II. So everyone during that time, you're scrimping and saving. You're trying to make things last a lot longer. And our heritage is British. So tea for us is a major event. <laughs> not feeling well, I'll give you a cup of tea. You want to celebrate a, a promotion? I'll give you a cup of tea. You know, tea is like the answer. Yeah. And so we spend a lot of time on just making the right cup of tea. And for my grandmother, I grew up learning that you can use a tea bag like two, three, maybe even four times, depending on the strength of the tea. And so I grew up like that. And then, you know, I kind of was in my 30s before I questioned this. And I was like, well, I don't really enjoy reusing tea bags. It just doesn't taste that good. And I'm like, well, where did this belief come from? Oh, it's my grandmother's belief. Oh, and instead of going, well, she's a wackadoo. Why would she do this? <laughs> I get to really celebrate her ingenuity in making things last for a really long time. And this is what she needed to do and taught us this, but it's no longer applicable to my life. It no longer serves me. And so then I get to say, yeah, I don't want that belief anymore. That doesn't work for me. And then I can create 
a new belief. And so my new belief around tea is I can have a fresh tea bag and brew it for as little or as long as I want. And I can then throw it in the garbage. Freedom. And I know that sounds really simple, but how many of our day-to-day things that we do, are we really following someone else's template of how to, as opposed to what will serve us best? Yeah, probably most everything, I would guess. (laughs) (laughs) For me, I've realized it really has been a lot of programming of how to. And, you know, our parents did this because they wanted us to survive and do well in navigating society's culture and rules and regulations. So they wanted to keep us within that framework so that we could be successful. So I get it. That's a good thing that their intentions were honorable, their intentions were to help us to thrive. And now, you know, our world is shifting annually at this point. Monthly. (laughs) (laughs) At times, yes. And so now it behooves us to really look at, do I want to still be living in an old paradigm that's no longer viable? Well, I'm going to make myself really unhappy and miserable continuing to work in a paradigm that no longer exists, that no longer allows me to thrive when I have the ability to transform that belief, transform that paradigm and shift and adapt into what is happening right now. And so for me, that's like, how do we Turn our why. Why is why are things the way they are? Well, they just are. Why aren't they? Why not? And then how do we excel from that place of why not? Mm, so how do we identify? I'm assuming there's some probably strong negative emotions. How do we identify those beliefs that are holding us back before well, we start working on them? You said it, our emotions. Our emotions are a wonderful key to letting us know if we are dealing with a belief that's not supporting us. So if we are frustrated or angry or feeling, um, what's the point? Mm -hmm. Those are keys for us to, once we have those feelings, we can pause for the moment and do a trace now. Oh, if I'm having a feeling, you can bet believe that I'm having a thought that is generating that feeling. Mm -hmm. So we're doing reverse engineering now. So you're moving from, okay, you, you, you've got that feeling. Let's say it's anger in this case. You've got that angry feeling. But what thought were you having that created that feeling of anger? And then you trace back again from the thought to then what is the belief I'm holding that supports that thought? And so then there's that reverse engineering again of, all right, if I have that belief, where did that belief come from? Mm. And then reversing again, who told me that that was true? And so we get to really do this work all the way back to childhood, because that's where a lot of our beliefs are ingrained and and we learn. And then we have the ability to go, oh, I get that. I see where that came from. And now let's go into discernment. 
is this a belief that supports me today? Is this a belief that allows me to thrive? Is this a belief that brings me joy and I'm just like skipping through life? If it's not, then I have that choice to now create a new belief. That allows me to look at the world in a different way. That allows me to celebrate what's going on. To look at how is this situation for me? What am I going to get out of this? And then there's a whole different now conversation and we get into this level of creativity like we did when we were kids and we were experiencing things like for the first time, mm. that type of energy. And we create amazing things from that. And what that also does is as we're changing our beliefs and then shifting our thoughts to support that belief, we are also creating neural pathways in our brain to support us moving forward. So I see this as like from energy, from the mind, from the body, from the joy of the spirit and the soul, they're all connected. And so that's why I think this is how we create the world where everyone thrives and everyone is happy. What a concept that we could be happy. That would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so shifting to support this new belief, um, it's great when you're mindful. What happens though, because you know how life can take over, right? Mm -hmm. We, we want to focus on shifting to that new belief. Do you have any tips or strategies maybe for, for moving into that new belief and, and rerouting those neural pathways? Yes. I learned this wonderful technique and it helps with us dealing with it in our body um, because often when we look at well I need to shift this belief or this belief isn't working for me a lot of times what comes up for us is fear and it's fear of well if I let this go what am I taking on what am I going to become and it's also a fear of dying right whenever we release something there's a death to that thing yeah. Um, and so that creates a lot of fear in us. And so one of the techniques that I learned was about um, putting your dominant hand on the back of your neck while you're feeling those feelings and doing light pressure and squeezes, which starts to calm down the hijacking that can happen. Mm. And it allows you to then be able to shift to a higher level of functioning. Because if we're in fear and we're being hijacked, we're in a reactive state. There's no creating at that point. We're in survival. We think that we're being attacked, right? We think that our life is on the line. And so that does not enable us to function at a higher level. And so what we want to do is... The breathing, you know, everyone's heard about, you know, being mindful, being able to follow the breath. And many of us go, oh, please, really, if that could work, then, you know, I wouldn't have problems. <laughs> but it does work. It does. Um, <laughs> if we give ourselves permission to do that, it really makes a shift. Um, but this additional technique of squeezing the back of the neck while we're feeling it um, and then kind of rating, like, what was it like before you started? Maybe you had an anxiety level of an eight and then you do just for a couple of minutes. It doesn't take a long time. 
Um, and you'll find out that that level has kind of gone down to maybe a two or one. And now you start, you can start creating from that place. Oh, I love that. I, I never thought of that. And of course, I was doing it while you were talking. <laughs> I'm so relaxed now. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and even like, I forget. I forget that this is such a simple technique that makes a difference for me. And I think that's why we need to be in communion with each other, you yeah. know, to remind us, to remind ourselves and each other that we have the capacity to do some great things if we're mindful. Oh, I love it. I'm so relaxed right now. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Now, can you share a little bit about uh, your product services where people can find your book? Sure. Um, Turning Your Why Into Why Not is on Amazon and most ebook sellers. You can also get it in print at Amazon and others. So that's an easy. I have a two websites. One is Preach It Sister. Dot com and preachitsister.com is where I do a lot of my ministry type work. If I'm uh, working with someone on shifting beliefs or spiritual direction work or counseling or things like that, I do that from that. But I also have a new passion, which is where we met each other, which is the Belief Busters podcast. And the website for that is beliefbusterspodcast.org. Oh, so I will make sure those are in the show notes for listeners uh, to follow with as a link. So we're at that point, your final piece of advice for our listeners. I would love for you to give yourself permission, permission to not know, permission to be curious and to explore your beliefs. So moving from I must defend this belief at all costs to what if there's another belief I can look at from a different perspective. So I would love your listeners to give themselves permission to do that. And I think if more of us are able to do that, we would then be in the dialogue with each other as opposed to being in opposition to each other. Mm. I love that. Getting more curious about ourselves and our beliefs and then others as well. Yes. Yes. Oh, thank you so much for joining us today, Cherie. This has been a joy. I get to talk about something that I'm passionate about, that I'm in love with, and I think can change the planet. Woohoo! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> well, I do hope listeners follow up with the resources that you provide so they can dive even deeper into this. Thank you. I appreciate you. If you'd like to learn more about Cherie, visit her website at preachitsister.com or her other site, beliefbusterspodcast.org. Is it possible to have fun while developing yourself? Take a look at Christina's latest book, Life is an Escape Room, to see how the lessons learned through escape rooms apply to achieving more in life. Visit lifeisanescaperoom.com for more information.